WrestleMania match. At random. And then we talk about it. That's right. Old wrestling. Old dish wrestling. Oldish wrestling. My name is Brad. We're coming to you once again for another uh, wonderful chat about recent wrestling. Joining <laughs> me this week as always, my brother Matt. Hello. Uh, good to see your face. Good to hear your voice. Stash is looking on point. We're excited. We're going to fucking rock and roll with the not that oldish wrestling. <laughs> Not that old of wrestling, no. I'm this concerned. Is, um, I'm concerned we won't have a lot to talk about. I know. Well, that's the thing. That's, I was, never mind, we'll talk about it. What match was it? Hey, we had match number 320 from WrestleMania 34, held on April 8th, 2018, from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana, in front of 78,133 people. It's a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. The Miz defends against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Opener, WrestleMania fucking 34. The opener from WrestleMania 34, and you know that modern wrestling, when you get the opener, that's probably a good thing, because usually they like to open the shows with a bang. We had the opening match for WrestleMania 6 recently, and it's just the opposite yeah, and not a bad excitement. Not a yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we've had the WrestleMania eight opener, also yeah. not that fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know this this we've had a few, but like we yeah, you're right though, man. Getting these later years and they want a good pop because that crowd's usually pretty hot still. You know what I'm saying? Or not? Correct. Still, they're super hot because they're fresh. So right. Although Give this was WrestleMania era where it was like a seven hour WrestleMania. There's probably 14 matches before this one. Let's be honest. <laughs> This is true. Yeah, they've been there for a while already. But, um, yeah, this is uh, the Louisiana Superdome. Uh, the second time in four years they were there for hosting WrestleMania. They did 30 there as well. Uh, but this was 34. And, uh, yeah, so um, this was, what was this? What is this not Kofi Mania, is it? This is not, what is this? Oh, man. The no, Kofi here? Mania, I think, was a year That's after next year. 19. Yeah, this York. is Brock and yeah. Roman. I mm-hmm. think is the. I mean, there's been like 19, nine WrestleManias with Brock and Roman, so this is one of them. Yeah. But yeah, this because that's not uh, where thirty was the Brock Taker thing. So yeah, this is uh, yeah. this is Cena Taker. Remember, well, we can talk about that at some point too, uh, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. um, I mean, for what it's worth, man, this, it's a great place to have a mania because the set for both these, well, especially for this one, man, that it's it's a massive stage with a massive set, and it looks like they, you know. There's a whole lot of money thrown into that one. Correct. It was. Uh, it makes me nostalgic and, and longing for the days of the giant, uh, elaborate sets that they used to have for pay-per-views in general. WrestleMania always being the one that was the most over the top. I understand, right, why they don't do it anymore. It's, uh, you know... Got to be a logistical nightmare to come up with those things on a monthly basis uh, when you could just create stupid AR to put over the screen, and it's just as effective to the viewer at home. And the people at home or the people at the show probably miss out on, on an element of not of that spectacular entrance that they used to always have, you know, for different things. You just well, think let me ask not you: even at, you just went to yeah. SummerSlam, yeah? Was that a really like a huge set there? I, I don't remember, but you were there. No, they just came out of the tunnel. They just walked out of the tunnel. And that was so it. There was nothing. That was it. Yeah. So there was nothing over the entrance at all. Yeah, you're whole, right. Like, yeah, because that's what I, I, you're right. Because I'm, I'm flashing back to the uh, cool stuff that happened at the end of the first match, and everybody wrote to us the you know, kind of surprises there. So yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, it's expensive. 
that shit's expensive, man. Because you got to build all yeah. that shit. You got to have mm-hmm. people put it up, maintain it. It's lights. It's crazy expensive. Plus, you lose all the seat opportunities that are behind it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, obstructed view. Uh, so you get more. You get more people that aren't getting obstructed views. Like you said, but yeah, he was just designing, creating. Uh, you know, all of that shit. It's got to be expensive. And like transporting and building and having it set up. It's got to be. Like I said, a logistical nightmare that they just don't have to deal with anymore. Just cut that shit right out and just put little graphics on the screen of a little viper coming at you or whatever. Like, I'm fine with it as a view. I don't care. Like, I do not care. I like but both ways. It, I like the simplistic yeah. view because it's kind of old schooly too, a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, you think of like WrestleMania eight and shit, and I don't have like they don't have they didn't hold out there. It's an aisleway with a fucking Correct. archway. You know what I mean? But archway. I do, but yeah. I also do like the, the the crazy sets. You know what I mean? The whole big roller coaster thing at the Meadowlands and some of that shit's pretty cool. So I don't know, maybe I'm torn. Mm-hmm. I like all the random shit they do for just like a backlash or a no way out or something too, where they had like swinging hooks and shit. And remember like <laughs> no way out ninety eight? There was like a whole junkyard out there with like yeah. cars and fires and shit like yeah yeah royal rumble stuff. 2000 had a pretty good set but that was at the garden i'm thinking of remember how was, much I remember money you... but i mean they made so much money they could afford to yeah. do all that crap right but now i'll think about how much more money they're making even more they don't have to build all this crap Boom, nailed it so anyway yeah. that's a lot about the set because that was good that was pretty good to kill some but it was a good there. set so yeah it was a good set <laughs> um Mrs. Champ going into this. Do you know who he beat for the Intercontinental title on January 22nd, 2018? Um, let me think. Uh, no. Nashville, Tennessee. Acknowledge me. Really? Yeah, I beat Roman for the IC beat title. Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Yeah, there was interference from the Miztourage, who we should also talk about. But yeah, he beat the Miz, so beat Roman, because you think about it, Roman's going into the Rumble, and he's going into the Brock thing here, right? So, uh, yeah, Miztourage helped out the Miztourage with Bo, uh, sorry, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel with the Miz, but they don't come down to the ring, but it's cool, at least we get a little glimpse of them. Yeah, they, yeah, they popped out uh, and uh, looked awesome. They did uh, look awesome. <laughs> I miss those guys. I miss those yeah. guys. I thought they were both yeah. pretty great, man. The 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 Bo Dallas fucking believe and believe stuff was awesome. I thought everything Axel did too was great. Between Axel Mania, Axel Mania, uh, you know Forgot the whole he was that. he was never eliminated from the Royal Rumble, so he's still. I He's forgot <laughs> all that in the moment. That's all pretty great. Yeah, that's good. I mean, they did the B team stuff for a little while after this, but I mean, yeah. Ah, yeah. shit. It's like this guy. Uh, all the stuff he did with Sandow when he was dressing up as Hogan, but they had to cut it because then Hogan fucked up. Then Hogan screwed were... up, and they came, and then they stopped it and they cut him off. They weren't yeah. they, Hogan and Savage. Yeah, yeah. Macho Ma- Macho Mandow. Oh. Macho Mandow. I saw them. They came. They were at a show when I went. One of the shows I went to here in Nashville, they were doing that gimmick. Here. At, Smack, at a SmackDown, good. right? Yeah, I remember that. I, I think it was either at SmackDown or the house show that I saw at one point. I don't remember, but anyway. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Um, it's good. So, this match doesn't really have heat, per se. Like, there's not a ton of story. Like, there's not an ongoing feud. And there's nothing that's been built months and months. Or even really weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. I think it's just kind of three guys that didn't have anything for Mania. And they knew they could get thrown together and have a good program and have a good match because all this all the only thing that makes the match is the, like the night after elimination chamber which Miz was in and obviously lost. 
he comes out on Raw, and I guess he challenges, demands a challenger for WrestleMania, and Seth Rollins answers, and then Seth beats him, and then after the match, Finn Balor's music kicks in, Finn comes out, he beats The Miz by DQ because of Mr. Oz, so then Kurt Angle, weird at the time, general manager Kurt Angle, weird time, what the fuck, uh, he's good though, so weird though, oh, he's so bad, he's so bad at scripts, he's so bad at scripted, he's a good talker, but as soon as he's scripted, he forgets things, he's... Guys had like nine broken necks and thirty-seven concussions, and that was just two months, you know, just in the last month and a half. So, and an illegitimate child that was randomly off the team. Oh my god, out. that's during this era too, like right around yeah. this time, like spring of this time. Yeah. Poor guy, that sucks that that happened to Jason Jordan because he was good. Yeah, man, I, I have an Alpha Academy T-shirt. Yeah, not Alpha. They, is that what they call it? American Alpha? American Alpha T-shirt. American Alpha, yeah. Oh, so they good, looked man. like they were going to be the next like something, man. They were pretty cool. That we saw them face who are now FTR, man. Five star FTR to a show in Nashville. Remember that, me and you, buddy? Because that was great though. Because we saw that, and then there was like a NXT pay per view, like a six to ten days later, and they and did the, the same, same match with a different. Different, different finish. finish though. Yep. Yeah. Same match, different they, finish. It was pretty yeah, great. They were working yeah. it out. Exactly. So I was like, oh man, that is the benefit of going to seeing live, non-televised wrestling right there. Especially from a company that will be on TV soon, because you're going to see some shit. And NXT at that time, which was the best wrestling show on the planet. Anyway, that's all it is. That's how they make a match. Angle makes a triple threat match for the IC title, and it's at Mania. And that is the backstory. And then they, I mean, obviously they do a couple promos back, you know, in Raw stuff for the next, like, month. But nothing really that makes heat. Like, nobody's... Beating the other one down to submission, or you know, I don't know. I'm coming for the Intercontinental Title, and that's about it. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah, that's kind of what it was. So that's fine because it's great because all three guys are pretty, you know, strong in the mic and on the mic and in the ring. So like you can like you know they're gonna have a good match. So that's even though Miz is a little boring and not flashy, it doesn't matter because he's solid and he has fucking heat. He himself has fucking heat. You know what I mean? So worked out all three went he- together. This was at a time, too, when The Miz was really doing a lot of great work. This was at a time when he just had the, his, his first daughter, and he kept working on the promos. He was like, I'm a, a lightened new man, the whole thing. Uh, but he was also really, really, really like, I am the greatest. And, and of course, they, they do give a statistic during this match about the amount of cumulative days in which he had held the Intercontinental Championship. And being the second most of all time behind Pedro Morales or something like that. Yeah, and he only and, needed like twenty two more days or something to pass on that. Yeah, put that down. Yeah, that's amazing. So whether he ever did or not, the fact that he was that close, he's in the conversation as one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time. He still can he, win the damn thing. The guy, I feel like he's done. He's yeah. still fucking on TV every week. So I'll give him another run for a month. So we're at Mania now, and uh, we're in the arena. It's the opener, so I didn't watch any of the America the Beautiful or intro stuff, i got to be honest with you. I fast-forwarded right to Rollins coming out. Okay. I did watch the opening video. It was really well done, but I did skip the song. I've heard it enough. Yeah, I know the words. I'm good. Uh, Weirdly, I thought that Jonathan Coachman, (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, he was fucking there. Because it's Michael, Cole, Corey Graves, and Coach. Which I was like, oh yeah, he did do that for like a year. He was really bad. He was horrible. Yeah, Coach came back. That's what I said too. I was watching it with my wife. I was like, oh, I forgot that Coach came back. He was so bad when he came back. It was bad. I mean, it's only lasted like a year. 
he would, oh my god, you can't even give an example, but you just, you hear him say something, you're just like, no, that's not, you can hear the other announcers too, like, that's just. They just move right on from almost everything yeah. that he says, it's just like, oh, yeah. I'm saying ESPN, dude, you got, we gotta do something else here, man. Uh, did you watch Game of Thrones? Have you ever watched it? Uh, no. Do you understand the reference of Seth Rollins when he's coming to the ring? No. Alright, well. Seth Rollins out first. First competitor to come out on the actual pay-per-view at WrestleMania. By the way, there are four pre-matches. Fucking four. So, this is the opener. Fifth match of the night. Seth Rollins <laughs> comes out, and he's got the White Walker gear from um, Game of Thrones. That's why he has the blue contacts in. He's wearing the gray, because it kind of looks like the armor of the, of the Night King. So, it's a Game of Thrones reference, which obviously 2018, huge. Right? Everyone mm-hmm. loved that show. Except for you. So, that's where the reference is. Copy. Well, I thought it looked cool. Uh, regardless of not. <laughs> That's why it was all ice and shit. That's why like everything was ice instead of fire this time. And they call him the King Slayer because that's a thing from Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fuck you. Not, not, not a big fantasy guy. I like Harry Potter books. That's about it. Anyway, moving on. Well, maybe if he comes up looking like a Hagrid or something, then you'll catch the. That'll be fun. Right. I'm like, hey, I know that. Yeah, it's fucking. It's like Seth. Snape Rollins, that's his new name. He's just like, turn to page 394. That's pretty good reference right there. Miz is out next, and he does have the Miztourage with him, but he turns him away. He says, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm the man. Depriving Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas of crucial television time. Yeah, they got out there for a minute, though. What I liked is that he turned around, specifically told Bo Dallas to turn to leave, and then as he started the walk, Curtis Axel kept coming with him, and I like, it, I it made me laugh. And then he's <laughs> like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, you too, bud." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you didn't get the the point here. <laughs> well, he didn't tell him directly. He doesn't know. He, he doesn't didn't. Want to no. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bo's been fucking up, and they were talking behind his back, and they're like, "You know, we're gonna not have Bo out there tonight, Curtis. You're gonna fucking kick ass for me." Where mm-hmm. you're gonna be my, my, my heater? We're gonna make this work, and then you know. Like, then he changed his mind. Then he changed his mind when he got out there. He's like, you know what? On second thought, you suck too. You know what I mean? You're gonna be on the B team, and then you're gonna be in a social outcast, and that's not even a thing. That's not even a thing. I actually think that was order. done already. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that already <laughs> happened. Yeah, shit. Damn. Who uh, else was in that? Well, Adam Rose and who else was in that? <laughs> oh, it's Heath. Uh, Heath, yeah. Yeah, Heath, anyway. All right, so, yeah, Miz comes out. Uh, was this... I feel like this might have been the first time they put those weird-ass graphics on the screen when somebody was coming out. I feel like like this mania might have been like, the first time they did that. Could be. And it was normal to me, because I just... It's been... Yeah. Uh, wow, I, d- I know it was at a big show that happened, and I, I remember specifically whenever the first time was being like, well, what the fuck is that? That's new. <laughs> and then kind yeah. of being like, I don't like that at all, to then later being like, all right, I kind of like some of them. I still hate the one that Roman would did would do. That's all weird. Oh, it's the weirdest one. Why is it still going? It's, it so should have been better by now. Weird. I don't know. It's so kitsch now that I always have to keep it. Um, this is where I noticed that entrance, by the way. With all the flashing lights with the camera flashes when Miz is coming out. That's where I was like, man, this whole stage setup is pretty great. It was. I was happy that the Miz got that. Finn Balor out next. And it's kind of the abridged you know, Finn Balor music without the cool beginning of the song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm throwing my arms in the air. It's an audio podcast. If you can't tell what my arms did, there. Um, by the way, Fowler is for, Balor is for everybody. 
Valor is for everybody. He's accompanied at the uh, top of the ramp by the LGBTQ community of uh, New Orleans plus. LGBTQ plus community. <laughs> of the New Orleans area. All of them. In fact, yeah, it was all. It was all four. What was it like? All twenty-two people from oh, New Orleans were on yeah. stage. Everyone. It was so, so nice, um, though. I remember he didn't. I don't know how long he did this Ballot Club is for everybody thing with the rainbows. I can't imagine it was super long because he probably got a most of that year right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was most of that year though. Because okay. I did like it and I like the stuff and stuff, you know. So it's just a weird. I feel like a weird time for Finn. Like they weren't sure what the hell to do with him. True, and that it continued for three more years. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they finally got something now. It's about damn time, but it did take a minute, didn't it? Yeah, and he's good now. I like what he's doing now. I don't like particular whatever. I don't whatever. That's not my stable. I'm going to root for in any way, shape, or form. Should have uh, kept Edge in there too. Horrifying music, really should've pounded. Should have kept Edge in there. True. Uh, I was going to say, really pounded at SummerSlam. The whole arena was really shaking when uh, when the uh, Judgment Day's music was playing. That's what I noticed. Very bassy. Anyway. Um, so, uh, what were we talking about? Not we were Judgment talking Day. about... <laughs> we were talking about Finn Balor coming out because Balor is for That's everybody. Right, That's right. Or Balor is for yeah, everyone but... or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, his classic entrance. Anyway, I liked him this when he got to the ring and he did up on the one on the turnbuckle and did his, as you put it, uh, and the whole crowd did it at the same time. I was like, that's Yeah, that that's was pretty really good. Cool. That was pretty Even good. Coach had to stop what he was saying. He was like, that looks pretty cool. Anyway, I'm going to speed small bullshit. That's what he did, literally. Uh, referee yeah. for this match is a guy named Derek Moore. I just want to get his name out there because since WWE actually uses referees' names now on television and pay-per-views, have you noticed? <laughs> they named their referees. It's wonderful. Oh, Love you, Triple yeah. H. So this is Derek yes. Moore. I don't know if Derek Moore is still there, but he was. So thank you, Derek Moore, for your service. I th- yeah, I remember him being pretty good. I think I remember like him botching a three count at some point somewhere. That but like, who doesn't? You know? Doesn't? I mean, I just you know. Come <laughs> but on. who just... doesn't? Season referees, that's who fucking doesn't. Um, uh, and then we get just pretty a good, solid wrestling match for like 15 minutes, man. You get arm drags, you get torpe suicidos, you get... Planchas. Planchas. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good all the, all the bumps because like, were just echoing in that arena because they had the ring mic, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like you hear the bump and then you hear the echo of the bump hitting the roof of the dome yeah and i think graves even mentions it like you hear that you hear the matt echoing through the arena and i was like yeah or whatever he said the stadium um <laughs> so they cut to john cena just chilling in the crowd watching the match <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> he was didn't even look happy to be there just waiting he was into figure. it though he was yeah. into it every time i showed him on camera he was always like nice and happy with people He was like i'm here i'm sitting right here um yeah but yeah, just a good like a big plancha from Finn Balor at the beginning. Like that double blockbuster was really nice at one point um, by one of the people where I wrote down um, probably Seth or Finn. Probably or yeah, Seth does it. Seth does it. <laughs> probably one of the three in the match did it. That was really nice. I mean, I even wrote down at one point Miz is kind of boring, but it kind of works because he's you know he's the he, their only rest holds in the match were when Miz would put somebody in it, but it worked. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's Miz and he's a heel and fuck him because it gives him time to yell at the audience and yell some shit at uh, whoever he's got it in you know what I mean I think it was mostly Seth but I can't yeah I think it was Seth you know but 
Yeah, that's when they give that stat about the 597 days, by the way. 597 days is how long Miz held the title. So that's right. Yeah. that note down. That's pretty hardcore, man. Eight yeah. title reigns. Yeah, it shows it shows nothing else, longevity. But if you're going to be in that spot enough to have it that long, I don't know, man. You just start looking back. I think he has back. the second most reigns, too. And I think, I think Jericho's won. And you know how WWE is? They're going to make that happen to give him the most and the most days. WWE does that stuff, you know what I mean? If somebody's like, close like, enough, yeah, like New Day going over demolition and stuff like that, like they're gonna do that because they want those, they want modern people to have that shit. Anyway, yeah, especially when you have a lawsuit against the company. Anyhow, uh, big DDT arrow, like, um, that's when we get we get a big figure four with a huge frog splash from Seth Rollins, where it's like I feel like he's jumping from the top of the damn dome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big one. It was good. And uh, that's where I was thinking. Uh, Finn was doing a great job of selling the pain in this situation. He could not escape. But Seth Rollins, yeah, comes flying in and saves the day. I don't know. That match might have been over right there. I liked that they showed the slow motion replay after the frog splash. You see how late they wait for Seth Rollins to be in the air before Miz and Finn unlock their legs. They wait till that last second so Finn can get his legs out of there and he can take the move without breaking all their fucking every limb you know below their waist. So, which would be legs, by the way. That's all the limbs below the waist. In case you were wondering, <laughs> what made me laugh in this spot? I want to talk about that because that was when they uh, they went to they watched the replay. And Corey Graves goes, look at the height on this. And not only that, watch this impact. And they cut away and he goes, well, you can imagine the impact. <laughs> it's really funny. And that is why I also really like Corey Graves. Plus he throws in like Metallica reference and Danzig reference and Slayer and Megadeth song reference and shit. It's pretty great. Pantera. Remember, Pantera, remember Pantera that? Pantera remember references yeah. for Braun Strowman all the time. The, the Braun Strowman Elias, I think, like when they had all the musical instruments out there, like it was just... Uh, Pantera song and album references after another. Like was he was great. even naming when Braun Strowman would do the big arm thing. He called it the Primal Concrete Sledge, Primal Concrete which is Sledge. a freaking Pantera song. Love that guy, man. Love that guy. So good. And his name is Matt. So hey, big buckle bomb. Like so, well, they go outside of the ring for a while too. And I mean, there's. I mean, is there anything I note really when they're outside? Not yes. so much. I don't. Yes, he was going to buckle bomb him into the uh, in, into the uh, flipping barricade, which is how Finn Balor tore his shoulder and had to give up the universal title back. And in they referenced it, right? They talked about. And it they the referenced past. it, so yeah. it's a reference to the past in the match, telling the story about the past that they have together. Like I don't know, what more do you want? That's perfect. That has to be in there. Like, that must have been why I wrote the word buckle bomb out after outside the ring. That makes perfect sense. That yeah. big. So this is where there's like that big superplex. And then, you know, Seth tries to roll through because he does, like, this, whatever it is, the, the slam thing in front of him, with a Falcon Arrow. But he mm-hmm. comes out of it, and he gets the fucking skull-crushing finale on, put on him by The Miz, and he fucking goes headfirst into the damn mat. It was a huge bump. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I do remember when... Count. Yes. When he attempted the Falcon Arrow into the roll-through on Finn Balor, though, and he caught him and rolled him up into a small package... The crowd, you could hear them going, whoa, because they were that like, was, That was the same move. Yeah, that's okay. what I did with it. As soon as, he, as soon as he, they popped out of it, and Seth got up and got a skull-crushing yeah. finale. Skull-crushing finale. Yeah, it was yes. a good little, nice little fucking sequence. But Get the way some, that uh, he... 
cooked them into the small package quickly was really well done, and you could tell the crowd was caught off guard in a way that they like. We've seen enough matches end on small packages. And that could happen nowhere. right now. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. You know, so is you know, go watch a uh, a compilation of people winning the WWE title and tell me how many of them are won off in small packages because it's a lot anyway. More than a thing. Crazy. More than you think, yeah. More than you think, yeah. More than you think. Anyway, more fun, and then more, especially more re- more, especially in the, within the last twenty years, as opposed to like, you know, I would say like last what eighteen manias as opposed to the previous, you know, twenty manias maybe. Mm-hmm. But it happens. You it happens more than it's a, a legit way to end a match that when it happens, you're like, oh shit, is a small yep. package anyway. Yep. So whenever well. they happen, you're kind of kind of um, you're, you're like, like whoa. Yeah, yep. so. that's how you got to keep it real, though, man. You got to like do that more often. So then, when you get those false finishes in these matches like that, you're like, it could be right here. You're right. Big bulldog from the Miz off the rope on fucking Finn, which I thought was pretty amazing. And that's when Miz goes, or maybe it was on Seth. I think it was on Seth because that's when there's a coup de gras on Miz, who's in a covering position. He's covering Seth, <laughs> and and freaking Finn jumps on his back. Yeah, that had to hurt. Yeah, of course. Fucking, I mean, every time there's a coup de gras, it's got to hurt. But like, I yeah. don't know, man. Something about landing on the back like that. I don't know why I thought that would be worse than getting in the gut. I don't know. Freaking uh, yeah, I don't know. Either way, it ain't fun. But you I can't see think. it coming. I don't know. That's yeah. why I feel like you can't see it coming. So it's almost like you don't know when to. I don't know. Don't know when to brace. I don't know. Oh, he's a, that's a hell of a chiropractor there. Finn hell of a chiropractor. <laughs> we walk on your back. No thanks, Finn. That's okay. I see what you. Yeah. you've done that before. I'm okay. I see what you yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just pay somebody else to do it. Uh, <laughs> Really get a real coup de gras to the gut from Miz, but here comes fucking Seth out of nowhere with a big curb stomp, and uh, Rollins wins the freaking Intercontinental Title. By the way, here at 15 minutes and uh, 30 seconds, and that's you know the that's the match. Yeah, and he completes the Grand Slam. Which yeah, is which is pretty great. Yeah, which begs so, the question: yeah. In 2018, April of and here in April 2018, what the hell is in the Grand Slam? Right. I mean, you would assume it includes U.S. title, Intercontinental title, tag titles, world title. At least. You would I think. I don't think there's anything else. Yeah. What, about the, what about the hardcore title? What about the European title? How about the Cruiserweight title? What about the You're Raw right. tag team titles and the SmackDown tag team titles? What about the world, the big gold belt world championship that has been around for a long time? Right. It still counts as one of Dolph Ziggler's world champions, or both of them, I think. Yeah, until The Miz has two. He's double, double, double Grand Slam champion. I think that's kind of bullshit. You know who the Grand Slam champions are? Like when there was four titles and somebody won them all. It's like Shawn Michaels. It's like well, Hunter. Like sure. those are the like those guys, man. Not I don't know. When it's so it's many still, titles. It's hard. It makes it harder to do. I mean, I'm less impressed that Shawn Michaels won all those belts then because there was only four. There was less title changes, I guess. Although maybe I there think, wasn't though either. Maybe that's just my perception. I think it's just based upon the level of prestige of the championship and and then saying you have to have both IC and US. US. Hey, it could be. You know That's all I just wondered when they were talking about Grand Slam champ. I just I was like, well, how? Because had Seth had the US title before here, he must have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the Shield, maybe? 2015. And it looks hmm. like he beat John Cena. And lost the This is when he was on his role. This is when he was world champion and he had both. And then he went to Night of Champions and faced John Cena and Sting in the same night. Lost the oh, U.S. title yeah. but kept the world Beat title against Sting. Look at you and Sting's coming last in WWE hot. match. Bam! Look at you ha! coming in hot. 2015. Yeah, because WrestleMania 31 was 2015, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that would have been Sting year. Yeah, right? 
Yep. Am I right? Yep. Math? That's it. Okay, cool. Well, I know, kind of, you know, I, I just talked about the end of this match we had here, and I was kind of like, a, uh, but that's kind of how the, the, the match is good and great, but there's not a lot to be like, this is one of the greatest ever, but it's definitely WrestleMania worthy, I would say, wouldn't you? Like, I would say, like, you know, a lot of times we go, that's a match you can see on Raw or SmackDown. I don't feel that way about this one. I think this no. is not a Raw match. No, it'd be like a very special Raw match, perhaps if they just if they had a lot of build to it, decided to do it on Raw. I could see maybe, but like, no, this is a pay per view match, and this is especially a WrestleMania match. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. This yeah, this checks you. all boxes for WrestleMania matches. Yeah, so. good entrances for everybody, man. Everything. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's your turn to rate it first this time. So why don't you go ahead and knock that out? I will. I am going to rate this a four HBK match. This match had it all. This had uh, star power. This match had uh, wrestling. It had high spots. It had a uh, uh, question if you of who was going to win. It didn't have any bullshit shenanigans. Uh, it was just three guys going at it, man, for fucking a long time. I don't know, how long did you say the match was? 15 minutes and 30 seconds. There you go. 15 minutes and 30 seconds of action with three guys. It didn't feel like 15 minutes. No, I, I agree. Guys, I really enjoy watching. This is a four HBK match. This is up there in the top, you know, 20% of better WrestleMania matches in the history of WrestleMania. Yep. Wow. I'm a little... I, I You saw my face, I'm sure, when I heard you say four. I wasn't going to go that high. I'm going to go with a three. It's better... Two and a half's right in the middle, right? So it's better than that. I wouldn't... I would have probably... You know, 40 matches that I'd put on the list for somebody to watch from WrestleManias before this one. You know, just going through all the manias. There's a lot. But uh, there's hardly any, there's not a lot of five stars for me. I, it's a three. I, you're, what you said is very convincing, and I like your argument. Because it really made me double, kind of, double over what, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, reconsider maybe moving it from a three. But it is, uh, it is a three for me. Okay. Still good. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I like. I. I, mean, I enjoyed it. It was awesome. Like I. I'm glad we got this match. I'm glad I was sort of forced to watch it again. But that being said, without the podcast, I don't think I'd ever want to just single this match out to go and watch. Again. You're right. You wouldn't. But if you really think about it, you should. This is a pretty good match. <laughs> it is quite. You know I mean, good. just because. You- just because you hadn't thought of it before doesn't mean that you can't come to a new realization now that even though this match sure isn't, I don't think this match is groundbreaking in any way. That's the one thing that's keeping it from being a five. Sure. But it does have the action. It does have the star power. It has story. It has... Sure. You're right about no bullshit, story. too. Story's what yeah. hurts it a little bit, but they're, such, they're good enough in the ring that you can forego mm-hmm. having that story for a brief moment in time, right? And actually the match itself is the fucking story. And they do tell a story. They do reference the past with the buckle bomb outside and all that stuff. So and none of like these guys are new either. So it's not like we don't know any of these guys. Like this is like yeah. like somebody's been around for two months. So we understand where these guys are kind of at. Like this is still babyface Seth here before we, you know, babyface babyface Seth again after that heel run. No, yes. this is you know before, yeah. kind of bef- just not too long though till we start seeing the fucking rev- like you know the start preaching Jesus. That's a little more pandemicy, but that's still a year out from this. Or two years, I guess. I oh, so yeah, maybe it's more two years. Yeah, that was my that was my one thing I noticed. Like both Finn Balor and Seth Rollins are both like one character development away from being really good at this point in this match, and so like they couldn't. There's nothing that they couldn't 
They were unable to write a compelling story to make you want to watch it, but that didn't matter because these guys could work. They just knew that if they put them in the ring together, it's going to be great. And it However, work. it could be a five if this had a better story. But if this had yeah. this match with a better story, yeah, I'm not kidding. It's a fucking five. But there's the passion is just within the ropes of the ring, if you love wrestling. I think it's a good one. And if they put on a, a good start to the show, they really set the tone for what you're That's true. For an, and for the opener, fantastic. And I just wonder, in 20 years... Will Miles, your son, be like, man, that was a great match. I got, I got to go back and watch that. I remember watching that when I was a kid. No, it's okay. not. But I do think if you threw on WrestleMania 34 and hit play, you'd be like, that was probably one of the best matches on the whole thing. You're right. It's probably one of the top matches on the card. I, uh, I'm with you. We, this is not the first match we've had from this Mania. We did have the fucking tag title match with the Bar Strowman and Nicholas. That yeah. had bullshit in it. You know what I mean? There's but we liked here. it too, though. We liked it too, because it was entertaining. Yeah. You know why? Because yeah. in that moment, there was the story and the built-up for who was going to be his tag team partner. So yeah. it was so ridiculous and stupid that it worked. Anyway, we're going to pick one yep. for next time. Want to do that? Let's, let's do that. Hey, let's do that. Let's just do that. While we're getting our shit ready, could you just go over to Instagram really quick? It's really easy. Jump over to Instagram, find us on Random Mania Pod, give us a follow. If you're cool, maybe I'll follow you back. Probably not, but you get to see cool images. You'll find out there where, like, the what our next matches. It's your, you know, images. Probably it, not. What? Probably not. Probably not what? <laughs> he just said, uh, well, maybe I'll follow you back. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. follow you back. Probably not. Maybe. I mean, I follow people to get them on the radar, and once they follow, I fuck, fuck off. You know what I mean? Um, but <laughs> you never know. Maybe you'll be one of the lucky ones. Uh, so, hey, you know what I'm cool. saying? But yeah, that's where you get your Instagram exclusive to know where our next match is. That's how you'll know we're recorded, too. Because usually the night after we record, or the night of that day, like that evening, is when I post what our next match is. You'll know when we've recorded. Uh, Facebook, Random Mania Podcast. Uh, not as active, we're trying. Twitter. How are we doing on the Twitter, Random Mania Pod? Oh, I liked some things the other day. Hey, good I job. Like, you like some things. Yeah. You got to go through and like all the new wrestlers that pop up on the scene. You got to keep doing that. You know, that's how you you're get right, there. You're right, right. And we tag them and shit. Tag them and shit. And then that's how Mark Merrill lets us do our show. We're going to pick a match between zero and something. 388. We do 388 matches because there are 388 matches on the main cards of all WrestleManias. We don't do no pre-match bullshit. Unless we get zero, then we can pick pre-match bullshit or whatever we want as long as it's WrestleMania related. Are you ready? I'm ready. 314. Uh Uh-oh. This is new too. So it's WrestleMania... 33. Holy shit. Yeah. What, 314? It's John, C- John Cena and Nikki Bella against The Miz and Maurice. We get double Miz. Miz. This has story. It sure does. There's a whole it lot sure of does. story. Yeah, there's sure legit. Does. But there's it's like le- not even wrestling story. I know, but there's like legit like heat shit with the chicks. Like mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. that happened backstage that led to this. Real couples. Not together. Mm-hmm. Some not together anymore. Some. Um, weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, back-to-back Miz matches. Which is, all right. And we still haven't gotten a Jericho match. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron. Aaron from uh, Random Sports Debates. One of the show I might be on a few times, I think. Well, uh, he wants a Jericho match so we can come on. Wow! That's a weird tag match. I had stunned silence who told me what the match was because I didn't know how to react initially. If I'm happy or yeah. mad or sad. Um, let's put it this way. I think it's going to be nice to get it out of the way. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> we were four away from a Jericho match. It was Jericho Owens. 
was oh, three, it's a good match. Was, was three eleven. So okay, well that's next time because this one, this one's fucking over. It's fucking over. That's right. And we did all the things we're supposed to do, and <laughs> now <laughs> trying to remember who's in the match. Shit. Okay. Uh, congratulations goes out. Seth Rollins. You had no idea. No, I remember because I remembered whose music I had to play at the end. That's why I remembered. I made note. So anyway, uh, congratulations to Seth Rollins. You won the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 34. You completed the Grand Slam. Um, one of the greatest of all time. Future, future generations uh, will look back at this match and think, boy, that is a 4 HBK. Uh, <laughs> Shut the fuck up and end the show. Unfortunately, though, for The Miz and for Finn Balor. You're Such a dick.